0: What's going on guys, welcome back to Let It Grow and thank you for stopping in. Uh, I am Jeff and we're gonna get uh, started into a bunch of different market news, uh, a bunch of different inflation uh, numbers coming out. Uh, we had some different news out of Russia. I've got some uh, some different questions that have been asked to me on what to put where, how to do things. And we're also going to look into uh, ways to make you a better investor. Um, I guess we can go ahead and get started right into that so last time we were talking about don't worry about the noise there's going to be a lot of times where the the market's going to react one way or another based on a trend or uh, an earnings report or something else that's going on on in the market Um, you know just today the uh the ppi producer price index uh, shows that it went up nine and a half percent year over year that means the cost of goods that are being made, uh, in a, you know, in a manufacturing setting are going up. The, the input costs are going up. So businesses are going to have to pass that price on down. We, we know inflation's up, you know, it's no big surprise at this point. It came in a little bit hotter than expected, but I I think we all pretty much knew that it was going to come out that way. Um, so, um, Generally speaking, if that were the only news of the day, I would have thought, hey, the market's going down. Um, but we also had a different piece of news out of uh, Russia saying that Putin is saying that they're pulling back 10,000 troops off the Ukrainian border. Uh, and for some reason, everyone ran with that story today. That was the big news. For For whatever reason, the whole nation believes Putin when he says that he's going to pull 10,000 troops off the border. Um, so that, that took Kind of the the noise, uh, gold medal today, if you will, as to what's going on. Uh, if that, like I said, if that didn't come out, the PPI would have been a bigger, bigger deal and we probably could have traded down. Um, we also were down yesterday. So sometimes we kind of yo-yo back and forth just on some of that news. All right. So again, just noise. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, specifically last week when, uh, Russia was moving more people to the border, we saw all the defensive stocks go up. That's kind of typical too, um, where we see Lockheed and Raytheon and, uh, you know, L3 Harris, uh, Northrop Grumman, all of them tend to go up on news that there's a conflict somewhere. And now those stocks are down today with, uh, you know, Russia saying that they're pulling back these troops. So again, um, the the companies really haven't changed it's not that everyone ordered everything last week and they're returning it on Monday because the war is not going to happen it's simply just market sentiment as to what's happening what's happening and what's going to be going on going forward uh markets are very forward looking uh you know guideline as to what's going to happen and where we're going to be when that happens uh so that being said, I wanted to talk a good bit about uh, some different strategies we can use in order to limit these different movements. Um, so one thing that uh, has been brought up is a a golden cross and a death cross. Uh, I know it sounds pretty uh, medieval and uh, kind of like, you know, some sort of Game of Thrones reference or something, but there really is a meaning behind it. And when we're looking at a, a chart, you can see it in the uh, the two year and ten year. Uh, the treasury yields, they will be um, you know when they invert, it's called a uh, a death cross as well, meaning that a recession could be happening. Uh, we had that happen pre-pandemic, where everyone kind of got freaked out about it. And then that recession never really came uh, with all the money that came out of the uh, the stimulus package but now when we're looking at individual names we can still use these golden crosses and death crosses to figure out uh some good entry points it sometimes it can be a a signal to sell and uh, or a signal to buy although it is uh previous you know it's history you know looking rear view mirror looking because a lot of this information is already known we're just looking for the trends in the numbers so you might need to sit down, write this one down. You might need to, uh, you know, just really focus on what what's going on here. This is a, a bit more technical. Um, you certainly can Google some different YouTube videos. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. I was even watching one on uh, from TD Ameritrade. They had a pretty good one explaining it. But uh, I'll give it a shot. So you've got a 50-day moving average, and you got a 200-day moving average. That's basically what this. Uh, Uh, an an individual stock has done over that past period of time. So we take the average of those 50 days and the average of the 200 days. Uh, Generally speaking, if a stock is going up, that 50 day is going to be higher. The 200 day lags more than the 50. So that 50 would be higher. And then the 200 would be uh, more of a smooth line underneath of it. Uh, Now, when that 50 day Crosses say say a stock a stock has a sell off that 50 day is going to cross under the 200 day moving average that can be a signal to sell. A lot of people will set a limit at that price to uh, to even like a stop loss limit at that 200 day because if it crosses the 50 day crosses the 200 going down, uh, it can be a signal that things are getting worse. Things are more bearish. Uh, So some people will use that as an exit point. On the other hand, if a stock has been in that bearish territory where the 50-day is under the 200-day, meaning that stock price has recently dropped uh, within that 50 days, it's going to bring that 50-day average down, where that 200-day is going to be still smoother. It's going to be smoother and less uh, volatile. You're going to take a lot of the highs and lows out of it. Now, when that 50-day or the stock price starts moving up, that 50-day is going to cross the 200 signaling a bullish signal a lot of people are going to use that as a buy signal uh, so this is more technical and there's a lot of times that it can be a false positive as well sometimes it's going to go under go over go under go over it's going to just teeter-totter back and forth and those are often called uh, it's a called whipsaw action where you're going to get a lot of ups and downs it's going to be kind of uh breakneck at times and if you go with a a shorter term like a 10-day versus the 20-day you're going to get more of these false positives as there's going to be more volatility uh, over those moving averages but sometimes we can use the 50-day 200-day if it has a golden cross then we can change it and look at the 10-day and versus the 20-day and see if that still has a positive movement and if it does that can also be a a stronger bullish signal that All of them are looking up. All of them are looking more bullish and it can be a sign of a breakout. Um, This is very good for trading. Oftentimes um, it's good for limiting your losses in the way of stop losses. You can also uh, plan your buys off of uh, these golden cross rules as well. Um, Now I'm saying it's good for trading. It can be really helpful for long-term investing too but uh, you, you really want to look at other news that's going on when these golden crosses happen. So if you had a golden cross um, in, in any, any big name really, you really want to look at uh, some of the other news that's coming out. Do they have a good earnings? Do they have, um, you know, how's their debt looking? How is their profit looking? Do they have a dividend increase? Is they, did they buy another company? And if there's all these signs that are pointing to bullish signals, where you know you've got a dividend increase and they just merge with someone else and there's a lot of positivity in the market sentiment sometimes that noise that we were talking about earlier can be part of another puzzle or the the bigger picture of the puzzle and when you have you know the the earnings is good the dividends increases are good they're doing buybacks the insiders are buying and then this this golden cross happens oftentimes that is a strong buy signal that things are really looking good for this company. Um, you know, sometimes we also have cyclical cyclical events with different companies to where, you know, in the spring we've got, um, you know, say H&R Block's going to, you know, have a great quarter as they always do in, in April. It's always one of their busier seasons. Um, we can kind of use some of these crosses, you know, say maybe uh in the summer or in the fall to to go ahead and buy these when they're at their cheaper points after they sell off from their big season we can go ahead and buy it when that golden cross then happens and then set your uh your stop loss if you're a trader you could set a set a stop loss to where if it goes back down towards that 200 day you can go ahead and close that position Um, but you can also do it to be a long-term investor So if you want to buy, um, let's say you're really looking to buy UPS or FedEx, you really want to get in um, on these different names. You can traditionally look at them and say, hey, look, these companies always do really well around the holidays. Um, So I want to look to buy them when it's not the holidays. I really want to look in May or June uh, for them at a low and for all these other signals and maybe it does have that death cross to where it goes down at some point in that, in that time period. And then you're, you're really got your, your buy uh, set to where you want to purchase this one. And then, you know, you can also move, like I said, move down to those shorter intervals, the 10 day and the 20 day. Uh, and then you've got the 50 day and the 200 day. So if you have your buy set in uh, in June or July when they're typically at a low, you can then time your buys for a long-term investment, uh, in these different names based on their traditional movements. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that come into play. If you're looking to trade, uh, some of them, it's just trying to identify those different patterns that we see, uh, as to where different companies are at different times of the year. You know, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, amusement parks, theme parks, uh, you know, fun being one, I forget, uh, I think that's Six Flags, and then there's uh, Cedar Point Trades. There's a bunch of different names that have different cyclicalities to their earnings. Uh, So certainly look at where they have historically traded. Uh, Don't get caught in that noise. There's a lot of different noise that can influence the stock, but uh, at the end of the day, you really wanna put all the pieces together before you're doing any big buys, Uh, especially on a trading side. You wanna have all those uh, numbers in your favor, And uh, long term, you know, you can dollar cost average into a name, but if you really have a good point of entry and you're using your technicals and your fundamentals, uh, you know, where the the PE is going to be a a fundamental and we're looking at the technicals of the uh, the chart when we're looking golden cross, death cross. um, If you put all that together, uh, you're definitely going to be a smarter trader, a smarter investor that is really going to help you long term. Um, I like to buy stocks when they're definitely on a sale and I definitely see some growth. Uh, But, you know, some of them I just like to average into over time to know that I'm building a position. And uh, going forward, I I really want to have a larger position of this one name uh, because in 10 years, uh, it's going to be better than where I bought it anytime last year. Okay. So, you know, a lot of names like we've talked about, NVIDIA, Amazon, Apple, I still think all of those long term, you're going to be doing great. They might not have such of the swings as far as cyclicality, but uh, they do have some of these different indicators as to when to buy them and peak to trough from their highs to their lows. Some of those numbers are predictable. So just use all the different pieces when you're looking to build a position um, and try to put together a, a complete package of what this company is and where I really want to buy it now, you know, like I said, you can really get lost in the news You know four analysts said buy this one now Um, but if you really want to be a better investor, you got to put that time into yourself You really have to look at uh, all the pieces of the puzzle and uh, really time and your your buys and your exits uh, With a, a reason and a strategy for doing so and as i've always said i'm a long-term investor I'm not so much of a trader, but this is definitely something that you can use to, uh, average in over time into a, a better name or just know that, Hey, it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, say it's July, it's August. I want to uh, plan for the winter season. I want to plan for next spring now. And some of the names that uh, I'm buying in the summer are going to have a strong fall or a strong uh, holiday season, or even a strong spring. So just Make sure you're looking at all the, the traditional values, traditional metrics uh, in the way of P.E. and earnings per share and the you know debt ratios, the beta. Uh, put all those pieces together and, and you're going to really become a better investor. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, though. I'll come back. We're going to answer a couple questions. We're going to get into some uh, other news and we're going to figure out what's going on for that week nine investing challenge where we're putting two hundred dollars a week in every Monday of the year. Yesterday, we bought uh, McDonald's for the week eight uh, investing challenge poll on the uh, Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. But uh, we'll be right back to talk about that. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get into the next piece about uh, retirement, I did want to bring up one more uh, quick comment on the uh, the Golden Cross 50-day, 200-day moving average. Uh, if you've got the 50-day uh, the coming above that 200-day moving average on the charts, uh, you might also want to look at the volume. If you've got a bunch of volume, uh, it could also be an indicator that uh, the, the sentiment has changed for that name or for the market as a whole, depending what you're looking at. And uh, if you put all the pieces together, you've got uh, high volumes, you've got uh, maybe you know good earnings or a dividend raise or you got uh, corporate buybacks, or even insider buying, all these things could uh, show a reversal uh, with that golden cross. So if all those pieces are lining up to where you really feel that uh, the whole company is moving up, it might not just be a temporary cross or a false positive, or some of that whipsaw action that we were talking about. But it, it could actually signal a, a real bullish sign. And, uh, you know, the the whole market or an individual name moving higher uh, from that point forward. So take a look at all those different indicators, make your call, and uh, ultimately do your research on all these individual things. Put all those pieces together, and uh, you know, but make sure you're using the volume as well as uh, that that golden cross. So you're not just looking at one thing, but you're you know you're putting all those pieces together, um, and then. If you are looking to get started and getting your, uh, your IRA going, uh, you can do that on eTrade. I do have the links in the description and uh, I've also got uh, Weeble for fractional shares, uh, crypto.com and finance.us if you're looking to get into the cryptocurrency space. And uh, with the Weeble account, uh, I would get a couple free shares out of that. It'd be a great uh, birthday gift for myself this weekend. Uh, so if you want to start those accounts, please make sure to use the links so uh, I get a little bit of a high five out of it, and I would greatly appreciate it. So uh, let's dive into some retirement talk. I had a question this morning from a, uh, a good friend about what do I want to be putting into an IRA, um, and I told him, for me, this is strictly f- for me, this is uh, not, you know, purely uh investment advice or anything that you should be doing you should really look at your own situation uh, because your own situation is going to highly dictate what you should be doing with your account Uh, as a general rule of thumb though um, your uh, iras or your retirement accounts Uh, i like more growth focused when you're earlier in life and you're trying to get your account to where you want it to go I've said before that I have a SEP IRA, that uh, simple employee pension plan. And most people are going to have a traditional or a Roth. And, you know, a Roth is going to be tax free when you take your money out because you already paid your taxes up front. Um, and then a traditional, you're going to get taxed as income at your tax rate uh, at retirement. And, this might be beneficial. Normally speaking, you're at a a lower tax bracket when you are in retirement because you're making less. Uh, but there are the outliers where you're, you know, still making a good amount of money. You're, you're, you know, doing some advising work or you're doing, uh, you know, you're still an executive or something with a company. So it's not for everyone. Um, but you know, at, at that rate you would be taxed at a lower rate when you pull your, um, investments out of your IRA. Um, now if you are in that uh, those growth stocks and you have them in an IRA, the the thought there is that um, that's where you're going to get the most shelter for that income that you're going to have. So, say you bought ten thousand dollars worth of Amazon and it's grown to a hundred thousand dollars. That that ninety thousand dollar gain would be tax free at uh, at retirement time in a Roth, um, where you know if you put in um, say ten thousand dollars in Procter and Gamble, and it grew to say twenty-five thousand dollars. It would still be tax-free. You're just uh, not getting the the most amount of bang for your buck. I would rather have your um your blue chips or your uh you know your slower growth companies in your brokerage, and I'd really pump all your uh, your growth stocks into an IRA for that example. Because you're getting the the most return, and then you don't have to pay taxes on those big gainers. Um, now, like I said, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. If you, uh, you know, are limited in, into what you can buy, or if you've got a, a, a bunch of different m- money already saved, it's also going to uh, affect the amount of money that you're putting into a different name. So you don't want to, or I don't want to have uh, a bunch of slow growers in there and then have all my growth in my brokerage because you're going to get hit in taxes on those those big gainers when you go to sell them. Uh, where in an IRA, you can sell it. And as long as you keep that money in that IRA, you're not going to get taxed on it. Uh, so yeah, if you want to buy Amazon, you hold it for five or 10 years and you say, hey, you know Amazon changed, it's not growing as much. I wanna close this position. You can always do that in an IRA also, and you won't get taxed on it. Now you would have that money as long as you keep that money in that account, like I'm saying. So then if you want to invest in something else, you can still do that within your IRA. So it makes it a lot more tax protected, uh, even in a traditional uh, from the standpoint that you can have a sell and not be taxed on that money, where if you sell Amazon uh, in five years out of your brokerage, you're going to get taxed on that sale so it all really depends on how you want to set it up but for me i put more of the the growth stocks into the ira uh and you know there is a lot of carryover into my brokerage there's a lot of growth in my brokerage also but uh that's just really how i have my account set up um i would like to get to the point where i have enough in dividend income to kind of dial back and when i get to that point you know, I will change things up in my IRA, as well as my brokerage. Uh, But like I said, in your brokerage, it is going to signal uh, a tax uh, implication on the the sale of that stock where the IRA will not. Uh, And then we go into the rule of 100 or the rule of 120, where you basically are taking 100 minus your age gives you the percentage that you should have into stocks. Um, versus the percentage that you should have in uh, gold, bonds, cash, cash equivalents. And so for me, I'm gonna be 35 this weekend. I am taking 100 minus 35, 65% of my uh, investments should be into two stocks. Um, I'm a little bit more aggressive, so I go more off of the rule of 120, where you're just starting with the number of 120. I take off 35 from that. And that leaves me with eighty five percent into stocks. Uh, the rest of it's going to be cash, uh, bonds, cash equivalents, things like that. And for me, um, I'm right around that number. I do have you know assets tied up in business and you know business accounts that this, that, the other. Uh, plus, you know, personal savings, things like that. But that's uh, more, say six months of, of living expenses is what I have in, in cash. I don't have anything in bonds. Uh, I don't have any in gold. It's just not at the point of, of my time where I really want to get into that. That's going to be more like 10, 15 years from now before I really start looking at those as a means of investment. And hopefully at that point in time, I will be uh, closer to that that number that I want to have for my general nest egg for retirement. So at that point, you can kind of let off the gas, play more protection mode on what you have. Uh, obviously, I still want it to be growing. Uh, if you have a longer way to go, say, you know, you started late, you might want to leave it in growth a little bit longer. It's a little bit riskier um, versus, you know, if you started really young or you had, you know, a bunch of money to start off. You started a, a tech company and you sold it for millions. You, you might just want to play that uh, safety game you don't know, have enough money that even if all your your growth stocks go to zero, uh, all your safe stocks can uh, last a lifetime. So it it really depends on what you have and what you are looking to do, uh, the amount of money you want at retirement. Uh, but generally speaking, that, that rule of 100 or rule of 120 for those that are a little bit riskier is going to be a good starting point for how much you want to have in stocks versus how much you want to have in, in those other investments, your cash, gold, or cash equivalents, uh, or bonds. Uh, so for me, like I said, I'm not in those yet. Uh, it is going to be a, a later in life change for me. I do think that I'd probably go more the path of uh, those dividend growth stocks uh, to where they can outpace inflation. And uh, I'm still in safer names. You know, the, the typical blue chip names that are going to uh, continue to pay us. There's dividend aristocrats or uh, dividend kings that have been around forever and they're really not going anywhere. Um, You know, safer stocks like utilities or um, I'll say banks, some of them aren't as safe as others. Um, But the the different companies that have been around forever, long track record, food companies, uh, stocks that aren't going away in any sort of environment. And that's really where you want to be when you get a little bit closer to uh, that retirement age, wherever that age is for you. I think retirement is more of a number for me. When I get to a certain point, I will uh, ease off and uh, know that I have enough money coming in through some of my investments rather than saying, hey, look, I got to work until I'm 64 and a half or whatever that magical number is for some people. Um, So I really like the thought of retirement is uh, more of your investment rather than an age. But uh, that's how I look at it. Uh, Hopefully that helped there. And uh, oh, as far as uh, the amount that you can put in to your uh, IRA, and yes, you can have a traditional and a Roth, but your contribution cannot be over um, the maximum for the year based on what is set in that given year by the, uh, by the government. So it's uh, $6,000. If you are under 49 and or under 50, and it's $7,000 if you're above 50. So there is a, an extra, uh, thousand dollars for, uh, people that are over 50 years Six thousand, seven thousand. 6,000 and 7,000. If I said that wrong, so they have a little bit of the catch up rule and you can go ahead and get a little bit extra money invested uh, in order for you to get caught up and be uh, more on track for retirement. Um, so that's uh, the different limits that they've got there. We've got the, the rule of 100 or rule of 120, whatever fits you. And then we've also talked a little bit about uh, you know the the different things that you might want to have into an IRA based on your uh, your age, based on your uh, your risk tolerance and some different factors that are going to be coming into play when you're really looking to get that, uh, account funded. Um, you can have, um, say, you know, you want all of one, say, say it's art K. Say you want art K in your IRA for a lot of that growth exposure. If $7,000 isn't, or $6,000 isn't enough for you to have in that name in a year. Say you wanted to put, uh, you know, 12,000. Sure, you can put 6,000 in your IRA and then you can put 6,000 in your brokerage. And it's not going to be tax protected. But if you really want the exposure and all the numbers look like, you know, growth is going to explode, don't be afraid to have that uh, same investment in two spots. You can certainly do that. And like I said, you can sell out of a position in your IRA, Uh, it won't signal a tax event and you would still have that cash. Uh, in order to invest as long as you keep it in your account. Uh, if you take money out, you're going to be penalized. Uh, and I certainly try not to take money out of an IRA. Uh, if you have to go ahead and sell something out of your brokerage account or keep that cash on the side for uh, any you know short term life needs or any type of uh, changes that happen to you, you can certainly do take that money out of there anytime before you take money out of uh, a retirement account. It's just going to Hurt you more in the long run and you're going to get uh, penalized on that money as well versus simply just paying the taxes on the money that would be taken out of a brokerage account. But um, yeah, that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, Do not forget to vote in the uh, week eight investment challenge uh, poll where we've got uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, PayPal, NVIDIA and Ford for week eight. And uh, that is on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. If you want to support the channel, it would mean the world to me. Uh, you can contribute at anchor.fm slash let it grow for as little as 99 cents a month. Or, uh, you know, simply by inviting and sharing the podcast and the page to anyone who uh, else who might be interested in getting started in investing. Uh, it would mean the world to me. I hope you guys have a, uh, a great weekend. And uh, let's get out there and let's let it grow. I'll talk to you on Monday. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, trade Binance and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.